0: you need indeed
1: good morning everyone and welcome to the World of wire nfl show my name is jack burkhart you can find me on twitter at jack burkhart i'm joined as usual by ryan belangi and Ryan, it's a quick turnaround to be studying the Sunday slate after Thanksgiving, but how did your Thanksgiving
2: go? Uh yeah, feeling pretty good cuz Thanksgiving went well for once. Um cashed every lineup I made. So so that was nice. Made 11 GPP lineups, cashed them all. Unfortunately, didn't have Curtis Samuel which you needed to win. Um you know, I think I feel like we got most of the stuff right on our thanksgiving show um packers came out and passing game crush not necessarily how i expected it to thought maybe they'd be trying to play catch up but man jordan love continued to look pretty good yeah i played a packer at least one at least one no i think i had at least two of watson reed or craft on every lineup with dallas stacks and dallas defense so yeah got close uh made some money can't complain uh thanksgiving was good yeah not as much time to prep for this slate um but you know i think we can hash some stuff out here break it down how was your thanksgiving it was good thanksgiving itself nice time with the family and then the slate
1: went pretty well i played a My Brock Purdy stack did not go well. You know, I had George Kittle and I didn't have, you know, those key pieces that you need. Cash games went fine. I used your boy Jalen Tolbert. I really regret not using Curtis Samuel, though. I think I drafted him on like half my best ball teams. He's on like all of my dynasty rosters. I'm just a Curtis Samuel enthusiast. And, uh, you know, I missed the one day where you needed him to bank just about everything. But, uh, you know, so it goes sometime. At least my best ball teams are advancing at a slightly better clip at all after all of it. But that um, was nice yeah, it was nice to have, but yeah, we can start talking about this uh, Sunday slate. And I think one of the reasons why it's easy to prep for this slate, Ryan, is that some of the, a lot of these games just stink. I mean, we have new England at the giants. We have Carolina at Tennessee. We've got Cleveland at Denver. There's a lot of games where there's it's really thin to play a lot of these players. And so you can kind of just focus on some spots and that's going to lead to more concentrated ownership probably, but um, at least it's a little bit easier to think about, but what was your point of view when you opened the slate and started uh, tinkering and looking at plays and building lineups?
2: Yeah. Kind of the same thing. You see four of the six games with total around 35 or 36, which, which is really low. So you can kind of cross those games off with the exception of maybe a few, maybe a one-off on some of the teams. I know like new England has a couple players projecting well because they have such a good matchup against the giants, but yeah, it really narrows it down. First, you notice the marquee game of the week bills and Eagles, which, you know, features two of the top three quarterbacks, the top two wide receivers. Um, Basically all, you know, all the elite options on this slate, apart from the Chiefs, I think that'll be, you know, a relatively popular target for Stacks. After that, you see Jacksonville and Houston this is a pretty interesting matchup with how good Houston's been playing. Jacksonville's offense looked better last week. Um, yeah, my favorite spot was the Colts-Bucks game, um, Colts games at Lucas Oil Field inside the dome have been incredibly fruitful for fantasy and you know <clears throat> I think even as the weather gets colder those dome games become even better to target um, the Colts are playing fast their games produce a ton of plays they're coming off a bye it's actually it's a perfect matchup for the passing game too the Bucks have been shredded by the pass they're arguably the biggest pass funnel defense in the league now uh teams are throwing against them at either the highest second highest rate of of any team in the league you know the bucks have a good run defense and a really bad pass defense and they're also dealing with some injuries colts defenses dealing with some injuries also colts defense is not good at stopping the run or the pass so it's just it's just a good spot on both sides and the, the prices in that game are also affordable. So, you know, most people will probably see that and it'll be relatively popular, but still want to have some pieces from that game. Um, yeah, Rams-Cardinals could be some interesting stuff there. Cooper Cup news will be really important. Um, he did return to practice, but, you know, if Cup doesn't play it will change the slate because, you know, a guy like Pook and Nikul will be really chalky if Cup doesn't play and then brings Higby into play and it brings Tutu Atwell into play. Kyron returning from IR, healthy, looks like a good play in that game no matter what. Um, Yeah, you know, it's an interesting slate. Um, I kind of like it because... We don't have a ton, you know we don't have a ton of options like we're used to, like receiver for instance, Tyreek and Jefferson. None of them not you can't really count Chase anymore without Burrow. Uh, there's no CMC on this slate. No Eckler. No Keenan Allen. So, you know, besides that Bills or besides that Bills Eagles game, it's, uh, yeah, like a a bunch like that's really the only, those are the only expensive options at receiver and two of the three expensive options at quarterback. And then other than that, it's like, you're going to be looking at teams and players and games that might not jump out as much if some of those uh, elite teams were on this slate. I don't know. What, what, what did you think? I had a lot of those same thoughts. I mean, I think you broke it down really well.
1: I think the It's going to be a slate where, if you look at tournaments, there's not too many quarterbacks to choose from. So, I think there's going to be like a lot of premium quarterbacks being used and then stacking their teammates. Um, There's a few cheap quarterbacks, and we'll talk about that right away. But, you know, not many games to stack. So, it is a little bit less focused, but you kind of, the margin for errors a little bit thinner. I think that Philly-Buffalo um, game is going to be really popular. Those offenses are concentrating a little bit more. I think Tampa Bay-Indiana is going to gain some steam. We're going to talk about it. Probably every single podcast is going to talk about it. There's a ton of good plays in that spot. And, um, yeah, I think this Rams-Arizona um, game is also looking a little bit interesting. It, I mean, if Cooper Cup is not out, it just opens a lot of value. So you're going to be able to make just about whatever type of team that you want. Even if the stacks are thin. So I think it's okay to play chalkier stacks this weekend, just because there's gonna be plenty of plays from other games, you know, one offs, you know, one offs with a bring back that sort of thing that you can make. So I think that makes a lot of sense. But maybe we can start digging into quarterbacks and start talking about cash games first. Um, I've been playing too much cash games in NFL the past month, but I know I've been following and the meta seems to be a lot of spending down at quarterbacks that you can afford. Tyreek Hill, CMC, and a lot of these studs that you mentioned. There's really not much of that on this slate. And it looks like that's going to mean that you're probably going to play an expensive quarterback in cash games. Jalen Hurts is the one who's projecting best right now. You know, and he's got the rushing floor seems like a little bit of a safer option between, um, you know, Mahomes and Josh Allen. But I also noticed that Baker Mayfield, it's going to be a pass happy game. Like you mentioned, he's priced at fifty five hundred. Gardner Minshew is priced at fifty one hundred. You could pay down for them as well and just try to get a little bit more help in the skill position. Maybe starting with cash games. It seems like, it. you know, you're probably not going to middle at, at quarterback. Right. So are you leaning spending up or are you leaning spending down and then
2: getting some positional value? Yeah, I think you broke it down well. I'm not sure at the moment. I guess I don't have a strong lean because I wouldn't mind playing these cheap guys. You mentioned Baker and Minshew, 5,500, 5,100. I wouldn't wouldn't mind playing either of them in that game environment. It's just so good. And even Trevor Lawrence at 6,400 projects pretty well in a good matchup at Houston. I wouldn't mind playing him, but um, I tried doing that and you have a tough time spending all spending your money i mean you can but like do we want to pay up for a questionable aj brown at 9k like may i don't know like you're not going to play any of these other receivers you're not going to play digs or chase or cup or adams in cash um, and then at running back you know there's a lot of there's good running backs in the 6k range and even one in the upper fives. Um, You know, the only expensive running back on this slate is Kamara. I don't really think you're playing him in cash. So it's like, if you spend down at quarterback, what do you do with the money? Um, Maybe, maybe you can't use it well enough. So Hertz might end up being the best option. I think it would be Hertz. I mean, the rushing floor is just too much. Uh, you know, nine rushing touchdowns in 10 games. You can almost bank on a, one rushing touchdown per game from him. I mean, he had a bad game against the Chiefs on Monday night. He threw for 150 yards and zero touchdowns, but still scored 20 fantasy points because he ran to win. Uh Yeah, the floor is just really safe on Hurts. So, you know, after talking it out, my lean, my lean would be to spend up. For Hertz in cash, Um, I don't. You know, I don't. I don't think it's a must, but that's my lean. What do you think? Yeah, I agree.
1: It. I mean, AJ Brown would be nice, but I'd rather have the quarterback luxury than the wide receiver luxury. And I think there are going to be some values popping at wide receiver that we can say. So it's like, okay, especially if Cooper Cup is out, right? Then it's like, okay, well, I'll spend up for Puka Nakua, who's going to see a ton of targets. Um, it, it does just feel like. Um, Maybe more of a tournament move to, you know, spend down and use the luxury money at the positions where you can separate a little bit more. But I mean, it, it just feels like you can just bank twenty points, twenty-five points from Hertz in just about any given matchup with the rushing. Um, I definitely prefer spending up for him versus Mahomes and Allen. Um, but yeah, I think Hertz. I mean, he, like you said, he can score a rushing touchdown in any given game, and he's just he's basically going to get there no matter what in those cases. It also has the highest implied total of that of um, the entire slate. So I think all signs are pointing to getting up to hurts and cash games, but we'll see how the news and injury stuff develops. I mean, if AJ Brown has a clean bill of health, there might be some merit to spending up at wide receiver. AJ Brown's been absolutely incredible this season, but we'll get into that when we go into, um, into the wide receiver position a little bit more. Maybe as far as tournaments go, I mean, Hertz, we have some roster ship estimates right here, but I think it might be a little bit more concentrated towards the top quarterback. Um, You know, Hertz, there's some obvious stacks that you can, you know, partner him with A.J. Brown. I believe, Um, what's his name? Tight end for Philly. Why can't I? Dallas Goddard. There we go. Is Dallas Goddard still out? Cause in that Dallas case, Goddard is still out. Yeah. So in that case, it's going to be a very concentrated passing attack, which is nice. The Chiefs are a bit of a mess, but you can always stack Mahomes with uh, Travis Kelsey, and there's plenty of value elsewhere that you can make that stack work. And then Josh Allen, you know, you can play him with Kincaid and um, Stefan Diggs. That makes a lot of sense as well. Do you like any other maybe perhaps non-premium stacks? One name that stuck out to me was Trevor Lawrence, who you mentioned earlier. There's an underpriced Christian Kirk that you can play him with, and um, Evan Ingram is projecting quite well at the tight end position that's going to be a game that's played in a dome that has a higher total. I think Lawrence is one of the better options at quarterback in the middle. If you want to do a stack there, what sticks out to you, Ryan?
2: Yeah. So just to jump back to Goddard, I guess he hasn't been ruled out yet. He hasn't practiced this week, but you know, they didn't put him on IR. So I guess there's a chance there's a chance, but I'm um, just going to assume he's out for now and yeah the nice thing about stacking the Eagles is they're so easy to stack. you just single stack hurts and you pair them with Brown or Smith. there's just the, yeah and you you like when you ha when you don't have many decisions as to you know who to pair your quarterback with like so it's really easy to just pair Hertz with one of them and maybe you run it back with Kincaid on the other side um yeah, the Lawrence stuff is pretty interesting um Evan Ingram, yeah, Evan, zero touches or zero touchdowns this season and very little work inside the red zone. You know, a lot of people have been talking about it. Um, you know, I'm not too excited to play that, but on the other hand, still think he's going to score a touchdown at some point. And even we've seen him catch longer touchdowns last season too. He can catch 30, 40, 50-yard touchdowns. So, you know, maybe people will be off Ingram because he hasn't scored yet. Um, So, yeah, you know, I don't mind double stacking Lawrence. I think Ridley is okay, too. Ridley's 300 more than Kirk. Either one of them are fine options. Houston, I don't think anybody's going to play C.J. Stroud now that he's all the way up to 7,700. I mean, crazy. Who would have ever expected that? People talking about Stroud as an MVP candidate just crazy with the amount of slander he took uh before the season started um but yeah Tank Dell has been great Nico Collins you could play especially if Noah Brown's out again yeah he didn't practice Wednesday or Thursday so I think him being out makes all those Texans pass catchers better plays um again I like this this Colts Tampa game the best I know it's going to be relatively popular but I don't really mind. You can definitely get different on this slate at other spots. I just think, I think Baker stacks look really good. I mean, I think Mike Evans is a great play this week. Uh, the Colts, I think, are going to be missing their their top corner. He's listed as questionable right now. I'm blanking on his name. Brent Brett something or second round pick from this year, right? Sorry, I'm blanking on his name. But anyways, it looks like he's going to be out. Um, So, yeah, just a bump to these Tampa pass catchers. Even Godwin. Even Godwin you can play. Um, I was surprised. You know, Godwin only has one touchdown this season. Um, But I was surprised to see that he's top 10 in red zone targets and top 10 in targets inside the 10. So you'd figure that he's going to catch... Some touchdowns sooner or later. Um, Rashad White looks like a good play in that game, and then so do Pittman and Pittman and Downs on the other side look like great plays up against this Tampa pass defense. Um, and I also I think it's interesting too because it seems like Jonathan Taylor is going to be the the chalk of the slate at running back. And two things about that. One, it's a really tough matchup on paper. I think the Bucks arguably have the best run defense in the league. You even look at their recent numbers, and it sort of proves that. I mean, CMC did all right, but, I mean, they held Tennessee to 42 rushing yards, Houston to 53, Detroit to 40. I mean, these are good rushing teams, too. Uh, they, So, yeah, I mean, the second part of that is in recent weeks, If you've, so the, the running back that's been chalky, if you were to just stack the passing game in those spots, they've done incredible. Um, I'm trying to, they've won, they've won two out of the last three weeks. I'm trying, I'm trying to think of the specific scenarios. One was CJ Stroud when everyone forgot about the passing game and decided to jam Singletary. Mm. Um, and then the same thing happened the next week. Um, I forget who it was, but in it, it just seems so obvious in hindsight. Um, so yeah, I, I guess I kind of like a Gardner Minshew stack and fading the the Jonathan Taylor chalk in tournaments. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's some other spots too we can talk about. I'll, I'll let you I'll let you uh, go
1: ahead. <laughs> I thought that was a really <laughs> a really good breakdown. And I think um, that week where Houston stacks took everything down, I think Uticau had like a ridiculous triple stack. He might have even played Stroud with Devin Singletary and then two of his wide receivers. That just went absolutely nuclear. Something like that can separate if one of these teams really goes off. So, I mean, playing Baker Mayfield and Mike Evans and Rashad White and Kate Otten, like, uh, I don't know. I've, I've seen some good players roll out these mega stacks in large field tournaments. And when there's games with such low totals overall, and those players are relatively cheap and you can like get AJ Brown and Kelsey in that line, you know, you can like finagle some things in your favor. I think there's some merits to, you know, looking at those cheap stacks just so you can get all the really expensive one offs. I think it's a good point about fading Jonathan Taylor chalk. His workload is elite, right? So in cash games, we just kind of click that button and just hope that, you know, over the long run things work in our way but in a single slate it could just be a total pass funnel situation but I mean then again Gardner Minshew will dump off a little bit more to running backs and Jonathan Taylor does have some pass catching shops I haven't looked at the exact splits with Zach Moss lately but really good spot for JT as well if you want to play him hopefully you know he's one of these home run yeah I think he's talented former Badger so shout out Wisconsin
2: yeah I'll chime in on that about the splits too and it's part of the reason that Taylor does project so well one, the receiving, like you said, he's been plenty involved in the receiving game. So that's going to help his projection too. And then he out-touched Zach Moss 24-1 to uh, in the last game before the bye. So, you know, you projecting him at, to be the the bell cow back again, sort of for, forget about Zach Moss. So, you know, he's he's underpriced despite the tough matchup, um, you know, the Colts should find themselves with plenty of chances to score, you know, so Taylor still has plenty of touchdown equity um, and receiving upside. So uh, yeah, like still a good play, obviously, but maybe, you know, a guy I'm considering fading in tournaments because he's going to, it looks like he's going to be the highest owned running back I mean, it, You know, it's only Friday morning, but yeah, uh, I don't mind fading that. Yeah. I mean,
1: there's, plenty of busts in his range of outcomes as chalk. And, you know, he's not expensive, but he's also not cheap at the same time. Um, just a couple more questions before we get out of quarterback. Um, have you been? What have you been doing with Kansas City the past month in DFS, right? So you could have Mahomes and then play Kelsey. You hope that Taylor Swift is at the game so the Kelsey gets like a 10-point fantasy boost. But it, it seems just so difficult to nail down any stack. And when you have concentrated offenses that you can look to otherwise on such a big slate, it seems very risky to run out Mahomes stacks. But, I mean, could you do something like Mahomes? Rashi Rice seems to be the one of the guys. He's a little bit too expensive. I, I, but I think if you can play a contrarian Patrick Mahomes, you have to at least consider that. So do you think there's any viability in Mahomes stacks? Is that something that you'd consider playing? Or is it just tough to find the right pieces?
2: Well, yeah, it is tough to find the right pieces. Um, and normally I've been off these... Mahomes stacks I don't think I've stacked Mahomes at all on any of these main slates and for the most part it's went pretty well. I think one slate, that one against the Chargers, he went off for 37 points and I believe yeah that was Kelsey's last big game too, 38 points for Kelsey. Um so yeah, I've kind of just been off that and i would have been off it here but i'm considering it more because it's kind of easier to get to on this slate um you know you don't have like you said you know we don't have tyreek hill and cmc and these expensive options to to pay for and you have plenty of value so Initially, I yeah, I just kind of, I wanted, you know, I wanted to fade. Like, I wouldn't want to stack Mahomes without Kelsey. And I get it that y- you can, but. Um, this isn't sure, You know, though. the recent, no, recent numbers from Kelsey, they don't look very good, right? And he's up to 8,200. Now, the thing is, like, I'm going back and forth because he doesn't have that many people to beat on this slate. Normally, I don't think the ceiling's there for Kelsey at 8,200 anymore. I mean, he has a ceiling, but not the ceiling that the receivers have. I mean, yeah, one he had that one great game against the Chargers. So it's there, but not as frequently as, as in the past. The thing is, on this slate, he might only need to beat A.J. Brown and Stephon Diggs. Um, and, then, and then you're going to want him. So, yeah, it's a tougher question for me on this slate. Um, I don't know. What do you think?
1: I don't know. I'm pretty interested in it. I think people are just going to prefer the cleaner stacks, especially in smaller fields that you have Jalen Hurts and Josh Allen, and you only have to finagle $100 in either direction to go to those points, or they might just spend down and look other and look elsewhere. So you're never going to sneak in like a 3% Patrick Mahomes, but I think any he's got a huge ceiling, right? They have one of the highest implied totals of the entire slate. I think it's around 25 points, but I'd have to double check. I forgot my notes. I don't know. It feels like if people are going to overlook Patrick Mahomes, if you're a contrarian player, it's at least worth looking into even a single stack, or you could pair them with Rasheed Rice. I know Justin Watson and Marquez Valdez-Scantling are also near the stone men as well. I think you can make things work with them. And um, it's something that I want to parse through, see if I want to actually go there and like, you know, the single entry red zone. Um, One more. uh, Go
2: ahead. No, sorry. Yeah. It looks pretty good. Actually. Those guys. Yeah. You could pair him with one of those cheap wide receivers. I mean, Justin Watson is the minimum. He had 11 targets against the Eagles. I mean, that's that's something, you know?
1: Yeah. Oh, it's worth, uh, I don't know. We'll see We'll see what roster ship looks like as the weekend progresses. But if it looks good, I'll consider it more heavily. Um, the last game I wanted to ask, I know it's a lot of time on quarterback, but, you know, these are kind of the stacks. This is where you start thinking about things. We have this Rams-Arizona game, which is in the afternoon. It's at Arizona, so it's basically a dome. I know they have a retractable roof. Projects as a pretty nice game environment. Um, Arizona is not particularly good, and uh, you know Stafford seems to be a bit more healthy. I think it just projects to be a you know game with a lot of passing and a lot of fairly priced players. Um, are you interested in you know Stafford at six thousand three hundred? That's a little bit tough to pay, but you know it's two thousand less than the premium options. Only eight hundred more than Baker Mayfield. And you also have Kyler Murray, who's been running around pretty well at a uh, 6,900, all the stacking partners are affordable. I don't think this is going to be too popular of a game either. So what do you think about, you know, quarterback stacks yeah, in this
2: match? Yeah, I think, I think this is a pretty good spot if it's not going to be popular. Um, for, again, for the Rams side, it kind of does all depend on Cooper Cup, at least for me. Like, he, he was back at practice yesterday. We'll probably hear... We'll hear more stuff today, but if Cup plays, it just it, it just becomes really hard to stack the passing game. I think you can, but you, you, you'd much. I'd prefer him to be out, and then it's really easy to just play Puka, maybe Higbee. Uh, but yeah, the Arizona side, you know, it, it's a great spot for the Rams. We've been trying to target this Arizona, these Arizona games recently. Arizona has a bad defense. I mean, it's just makes sense especially if it's not going to be popular. The Kyler side is interesting too. Um he's yeah, he's looked good running. Again, seven carries for 51 yards last week he's ran for a touchdown in both games. He'll probably be running around again here. I think Trey McBride it's another really good spot for Trey McBride. Hollywood Brown's banged up. I mean, what's up with Hollywood? Is he going to play? He you know, he Hollywood didn't practice yesterday. I mean, if if Hollywood's out, Michael Wilson's still questionable. I mean, you know, everyone was on Rondale Moore last week, and I you know I was too, and he bailed us out with with a forty eight yard touchdown early in the first quarter, and that was his only catch. After that, it was kind of the Greg Dortch show. I mean, I would I would play Dortch here if if we got Hollywood Brown out, Dortch for thirty three hundred would look pretty good. Uh, again, I think McBride looks pretty good. Yeah, yeah, I have interest there, uh, especially if Cup's out. I don't know if Cup plays. Would you be able to take a chance on Cup? I mean, what what do you do if Cup plays?
1: Oh, I have uh,
2: no idea. I he feel crushed like me I- last week, Jack. He crushed me. I mean, <laughs> I what I don't even want to get into it. But yeah, yeah, I mean, he just yeah, he was like my highest owned player last week, and I had a great. The early games went great for me, and then yeah, cup that went about as bad as possible. But yeah, anyways, what do you do if cup plays?
1: I don't know. I'm hesitant to keep investing in a Cooper Cup. You know, I was taking him over Tyree Kill a lot in best ball when I had the opportunity, and um, at the same time, I'm a bit of a glutton for going back to the well for some punishment on you know really talented players who have recently busted. If he's healthy enough to play, I mean. We just know what he's capable of, especially against the Arizona offense. And if we're getting a discount because people are frustrated, I think it's always worth it's always worth considering. You could even maybe think about like a mini stack where if let's just say Hollywood Brown is out, you take Kyler Murray, maybe he gets a rushing touchdown. And then you can you can uh, stack him with Trey McBride, who is going to get a ton of targets if Hollywood Brown is out. Dorch, you know that's two cheap guys. Then you can afford Cooper Cup rather easily as a bring back. So, kind of working from the Kyler Murray side seems to make the most sense in that case, at least just from like yeah the quarterback it, upside. It does.
2: Too. It does make the most sense. You can also run it back with Kyron if you wanted. I think it's a great spot uh, for Kyron. I think he's healthy, and the Arizona defense is bad. And it's but you know you'd expect. Kyron to be involved in the passing game, get a ton of work. Uh, yeah, so I have some interest there. I don't know. It doesn't seem like he's going to be overly popular with the guys priced above and below him. Um, you know, me and you loaded up on Kyron in, in best ball, and I think he's back for us to to smash again. At least that's yeah. the hope.
1: Hopefully advance some of these teams. I seem to have about half my teams in third place. You know, Kyron is trying to save me with all these like a uh, T T Hagen squads and all these Mike Williams squads. I always have to give a shout out to the Notre Dame product. Kyron Williams is one of the most talented players I've seen. I know he's not very athletic, but he's just one of these guys who can play. So that's my ball no intake. And um I think the Rams see that a little bit in him. He gets a huge workload either way. So if you think I'm full of it, if he's gonna be on the field for most of the snaps coming off an injury, he's a good play in a great game environment. So you can just look to the spreadsheets for that. We got Uncle, we got Uncle Ted in the chat, uh, shouting out the Colt stack, Pittman Downs and Minshew. Yeah, I think the Colt stack is a really, it's a really great way to play it. But uh, I think we covered all the relevant stacks and quarterbacks. Uh, Ryan, do you have anything more to say about quarterback or?
2: Um, the one game we didn't touch on that could be interesting is Saints Falcons. Um, you really, at least for me really wish J- Jameis winston would be the quarterback um but it appears as though car is going to be back but it's interesting because michael thomas is on ir now so you know lave and shaheed look pretty good um and on the other side bijan had 22 carries last time out they're coming off a bye. it's a good spot at home Bijan, I don't think is going to be too chalky. I think Kyle Pitts is interesting in that game. So yeah, like there's some. I wouldn't stack that game up, but there's some interesting pieces. Like we're going to talk about some of these cheap wide receivers that are going to be popular. Um, and I don't know that Shahid's going to be too popular, and he's right in that mix. And he's a guy I'm looking to as a one-off in in tournaments, site hoping that he'll get a few more targets with Michael Thomas out. And he's a guy that doesn't need very many targets as it is. He's one of the best deep threats in the league. So, yeah, I've I've some interest in a few pieces from that game.
1: Yeah, I think Derek Carr is a little bit too expensive. I think he's in the high five thousands, if my vision is not failing me. Um, but Desmond Ritter's forty eight hundred. So if you want to be a true sicko, you can play uh, you know <laughs> your Ritter. Drake London Bijan stacks, and you'll probably be one of the only people doing that in most of the contests that you're in. But yeah, that game's in a dome, and there are some vertical threats. You just need Derek Carr to throw vertical. It would be an amazing game with Jameis, but such is life. All right. Yeah. Before we get into a running back, let's have a word with one of our sponsors, Circa Sports. Get ready for the ultimate big game parties at Circa Resort and Casino. Super Sunday is in Las Vegas this year. Watch the big game poolside at Stadium Swim's big game viewing party. Massive screen booming game sound and a view of the pyrotechnic and visual effects throughout the game. Snake the best seat in the sun with daybeds, poolside boxes, cabanas, and more. Or touchdown at the world's largest sports book, Circus Sports, for the big game bash. Three stories of football glory featuring a 78 million pixel screen. Book your seat with a variety of reservation options, including bottle service, open bar, stadium style food, and more. Don't miss these legendary viewing experiences on February 11th. The big game parties only at Circa Resort and Casino. Reserve today at CircaLasVegas.com. All right, Ryan, let's get into the running back position. We buried the lead a little bit early. Jonathan Taylor is projecting to be, he's the best projected running back right now. And at only 6,900, he's going to be really popular in cash games. The splits have been going his way. But there's some other expensive running backs who are worth considering. I know Travis Etienne's workload has been diminishing a little bit. Dearness Johnson's been getting a little bit more work. Um, So not sure Travis Etienne is as much of a bell cow as we maybe thought a month ago. But at 7,100 in a great dome matchup, he has to be at least interesting. And you mentioned Bijan Robinson's elite workload. I know it's always fussy with Arthur Smith, but I mean, Bijan's super talented and at 6,500 that is a very palatable price for a player who can get some receiving touchdowns and gets a lot of receiving work in a PPR site, like DraftKings. Um, what sticks out to you in the high end range at running back Ryan?
2: Yeah, it's interesting. Kamara starting with Kamara, he, he's sort of priced alone at 8,400. And then next is Saquon at 73. Uh, Kamara is just so frustrating with Taysom Hill getting so much of the goal line work. And with Kamara, you really need to rely on him catching a bunch of passes. And, of course, he could do that, but it's not really something I'm looking to. Maybe he benefits from – I mean, he probably does benefit a little from Michael Thomas being on IR, especially since Thomas is sort of known as a short yardage guy. Um, so I, I get it with Kamara, and especially I don't, I don't think he'll end up being too popular. So it does make sense for tournaments – just probably not something I'm on. Um, I I like the running. I like a lot of running backs in the six k range. That's really why. Um, touch on Barkley though. I do think Barkley's interesting as leverage. He sure would have won you everything last week with 30 points against Washington. And it's not the worst spot at home against a, a, a Patriots. You know, questionable Patriots team. So I do have some interest in Barkley because I'm not going to be playing Etienne in tournaments. Again, he's fine, but I don't want to play a chalky Etienne, especially when there's I shouldn't say chalky, but he'll he'll you know, he'll have some ownership. Um, but the things that you mentioned about his workload are a concern for me. Um, but again, there's just plenty of guys in the six K range that I like. Like Kyron, we talked about great spot for him. Bijan, we talked about good spot for him derrick henry is staring me right in the face for 6400 at home against carolina um i i i might be clicking derrick henry this week i mean the titans are pretty decent sized favorites at home against carolina I mean, it's a great matchup we don't really have many opportunities to roster henry anymore with sort of how bad the titans are and it's just a lot of other things, but I don't know. I think this is a pretty good, pretty good spot for him um, going down. Great spot for Rashad White. Uh, continues to be heavily involved in the passing game, playing eighty percent of snaps. Fantastic matchup. I'm looking. Rashad White is good in any format. Definitely in play for cash games. Um, so I like him, and then you go a little bit lower. I think Ramondre. Ramondre Stevenson, really good spot for him and the Patriots against the Giants. And, you know, we saw Stevenson with 20 carries last time out, and he's always going to be involved in the passing game. So I think he's a good option for cash games also. Um, Yeah, you know, I just, I started, I started cash games with Taylor, White, and Stevenson, and it seemed pretty simple. Um, I know things could change. It's only Friday, but with Taylor, yeah, we spoke about Taylor. Sort of a tough matchup on paper. He still projects great. It's still a good spot. And when a guy is going to be the chalkiest at the position at running back, I'm just going to play him in cash games. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. There's a, a ton of these 6K guys that I like. What, what do you think? Does, does one or two stand out more than the others? I mean, I didn't even mention... Sorry, it's Pacheco. He also projects well, 6, and it's a great spot for the Chiefs. Um, you have you have the running backs in the in the marquee matchup. You have Swift and and Cook who are going to go overlooked. So yeah, I just think there's a ton of options in that range.
1: Yeah, I saw that Swift and Cook aren't projecting as well as values, but again, there's not too much to like. You know, the opportunity cost isn't Justin Jefferson that week. So in tournaments, if you look towards you know Cook, DeAndre Swift, Isaiah Pacheco. I think those are great options. You stole the words out of my mouth. Pacheco projects really well at 6,200. And if that's going to be a good game script for Kansas City, you don't believe in the passing attack. It's tough just to not believe in Kansas City whatsoever. Um that sort of funnels you onto an Isaiah Pacheco play. So that sounds really appealing. Um, for me, Alvin Kamara, that's it, it's, it's a bit gross. You're getting onto so bad. It's good. I know, I know he gets a ton of passing work, which is valuable, but you mentioned it with Taysom Hill. That's just super frustrating. I thought Saquon Barkley was a little bit lucky, but he does get most of the work for that Giants team, and he is Saquon Barkley. Um, and I think I just want to echo your point about Rashad White. Um, I, he's one of these, like, I don't know, I don't like the word good chalk, bad chalk. Like these guys, you know, they don't know that they're chalk. <laughs> but um,
2: You've Rashad always White. got to remember that. These guys don't know that they're chalk. <laughs> yeah,
1: and hopefully they don't. I hope Rashad White doesn't think about NFL. T- right. He's got a lot more on his plate. Um, I don't know. I thought Rashad White was bad. I traded him for pennies in dynasty. My friends make fun of me constantly for it. It was an awful trade to be fair, but I mean, you just look at the workload and the way that he scores points. He doesn't even need a touchdown to be in, you know, a, a top lineup in larger GPPs. And he's so affordable. I think that's just a spot that, you know, if you make five lineups and you just want to have one of your running back slots filled with Rashad White, and then just make sure that you're appropriately leveraged at other spots. I, I, I think that's super reasonable in a passing funnel type of, um, type of situation for Tampa Bay. So probably one of the best plays for me, probably, you know, you're going to play Jonathan Taylor because he's shocked, but Rashad white almost seems like the easiest click, at least for, at least for cash. Yeah. I, I,
2: I totally agree. I think sort of everyone got on this narrative that Rashad white is bad. And, you know, from everything I've seen this year, he doesn't seem bad. He, he, you know, he, he passes the eye test when you watch him and, uh, he was, you know, they took him in the third round uh, last year. So, I mean, it's not like he was a finished product by any means. Um, And clearly he had some potential then. So yeah, I'm I'm in on Rashad White too. Seems like a great play. The matchup is amazing. Yeah.
1: I'm a little bit more down on Derrick Henry than you. He just seems to be splitting snaps with Tajay Spears. At the same time, Derrick Henry is not, Eight thousand on DraftKings anymore. He's sixty-four hundred, and you know I'm, I can't like in good faith talk about Isaiah Pacheco and then say, oh, you can't play Derrick Henry. I mean, they're both mostly going to get points on the ground, and it's just an elite spot against Carolina and Tennessee are going to want to use him if they're in the lead. So that's a really good shout on uh, Derrick Henry. One name as I'm scroll two names as I'm scrolling through that I highlighted that I just wanted to mention at running back. It's a bad spot for Javante Williams, but I think the workload's been trending his way at 5,700 um, as a large field one off. I, I like Javante Williams. I think he's a talented player. He catches balls, and if he gets most of the work, that's pretty appealing to me. I know that, again, I know the Cleveland defense is good, but I don't know if the price is right. I think it's worth a squeeze. And I think the guy I like more, though, James Conner at 5,900, I think he's returning from injury. And he's the guy that Arizona just feeds the ball, you know, almost no matter what the coaching staff is. So I think that's a great one-off in a high-scoring game environment against the Rams. I mean, it wouldn't be crazy to see James Conner get a workload similar to Rashad White, and um, he's going to come at lower rostership, in my opinion. Um, what do you think about James Conner, Ryan?
2: Yeah, I think it's a good call with Conner. Um, just from a leverage point of view, I think from a football point of view, I'd be pretty I'd be pretty interested in playing him if Hollywood Brown was out. Now you you don't need that, but um you'd like Connor to have some receiving upside. You know, historically he has, but we haven't seen it as much lately. But historically he has with Kyler. So I think people are probably too too down on James Connor. And that yeah, he's he's probably a pretty decent option. Um just The last thing with Henry, I know everybody sees that he's been splitting with Tajay Spears, um, but the game environments have really went against the Titans in the last two games. They got crushed by Jacksonville last week, and they were down big early. Same with that game against Tampa. like They've just been playing from behind and really struggling on offense. This spot could be the opposite. I mean, you get Tennessee with a lead. And you're going to see 20 carries from Derrick Henry. And like you said, he's not 8K anymore. Um, this is a chance for him.
1: Yeah. And then one last name, Devin Singletary at 6K, in a adult game against Jacksonville. Devin Singletary is one of these like really unathletic players, almost a bit like unathletic in the same way that Kyron Williams is unathletic, but coaching staffs, wherever he's been, have trusted him he's been pretty efficient when he gets the ball and i think he's been pretty good at least definitely from a fantasy point of view i'm not sure if damian pierce is back i think we'll have to i'll have to double check the injury report on that i don't know devin singletary just seems like a solid option at 6k in a really high scoring game environment as well probably just going to get overwatched yeah. because of the near priced options
2: yeah um i agree but it, you know uh it looks like pierce is Pierce back back. healthy. I mean, yeah, he doesn't even. He's been practicing fully. He doesn't even oh, okay. have a U tag. Disregard. Um, that then. Yeah, so I think probably can't do that if they're expected to split the workload. Um, but yeah, I mean, Singletary can't ignore what Singletary's done. Back to back hundred yard games, a ton of work. But you'd have to imagine that Pierce cuts into that um, pretty significantly. Like, yeah, like. I don't know, maybe Singletary is the starter now, but yeah. Six K I don't yeah, I don't see myself getting there.
0: Or oh, Singletary.
2: on yeah. unath- unathletic. Singletary and Kyron Williams. I you know, I think tough to call any any NFL running back unathletic, but I, I hear you. I know what you're saying. He doesn't have uh attributes that jump off the page like some of these other guys, but uh still a good running back.
1: Well, you know, more athletic than me sitting on a chair in my uh, dad's office, you know, after right. having a couple glasses of wine and eating food all Thanksgiving. But relative to others in the position, you know, the explosiveness. But good. Right point. again, if Damian Pierce is active, then Devin Singletary is not. Uh, is not a DFS relevant option on a ten game slate, in my opinion. Um, Agreed. Have we missed anyone else at running back? I'm not going to tout Najee Harris at 4,900 in a very low total. And I just don't like Najee Harris anyway. Just doesn't really seem like there's any cheap options. But um, have I missed anything, Ryan?
2: No, not. You haven't missed anything for me. There's just like, there might be other guys that uh, are like decent options, but there's just so many options that I like in the 6K range that. I'm just not gonna get there. I'll find two guys that are uh, the guys we spoke or even the high five the high 5k range. I just like enough of those guys where as things stand, I'm not really looking
3: at other stuff. This RotoWire podcast is brought to you by my favorite meal kit, Factor. I gave Factor a try, and I can tell you firsthand, eating better is easy with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every meal arrives fresh, not frozen, and they're chef crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. Every week, you'll have over 35 different options to choose from, and there's something for every diet, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto, and there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. So what are you waiting for? Get started today and get after those wellness goals. One of my favorite things about Factor, it's the convenience. We're talking meals that are good to go in two minutes or less. You could fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals, they are ready to heat and eat wherever you are. There's no prep, there's no mess, no cooking, no cleanup, none of that. It's perfect if you have a busy lifestyle and you can't dedicate an hour plus each day to preparing lunch or preparing dinner. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Factor also offers options for every meal. Pancakes, smoothies, you name it. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, dinner, whatever you need, Factor has it. Factor's also tailored to your schedule. So you can get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals each week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. We've done the math. We've run the numbers over here. Factor is less expensive than takeout and every meal is dietitian approved to be both nutritious and delicious. Head over to factormeals.com/rotowire50 and use the code rotowire50. That'll get you 50% off your order. That's code rotowire50 at factormeals.com/rotowire50.
0: Indeed.com slash Blue Wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love
2: sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com.
1: Yeah. Well, in that case, we can move on to wide receiver. We've already talked about some of the wide receivers when we were discussing stacks, but we have Cooper Cup. He's questionable. We have to follow the injury news, but if he's active, seems like and he's healthy enough to play. Stafford will target him and at 8,000, I mean, it's a pretty good price. He's projecting pretty well to go along with that. Got Steph Diggs at 8,800, AJ Brown at 9,000. Those aren't guys that we probably look at in cash games necessarily, but they're going to be very popular in tournaments very much because their quarterbacks are going to be popular in tournaments. And then, um, you know, as far as the other premium options, Pukunuku is not necessarily a premium option, but he is if Cooper cup is out and then you have Jamar chase and Devonte Adams who have some serious quarterback issues Ryan where do you see yourself going with the wide receiver position I mean it could be that you know if Cooper Cup is well if Cooper Cup is out then Puka Nakua is going to be probably one of the most popular players in cash games but if Cup is active maybe the highest priced guy that you consider in cash would be Michael Pittman in a really good throw heavy game environments I don't know how do the expensive um, wide receivers look to you in terms of cash games
2: yeah, I think he broke it down well. Um Puka would be chalk in cash games if Cup is out. Uh if Cup plays, then yeah, I think probably the the most expensive guy you're looking at is Michael Pittman. I mean, I guess throw you gotta I guess throw tank Dell in there too. I mean they have they have mm. the same projection and Dell's been smashing and Dell looks like a a good play again too, if, if Noah Brown's going to be out. So I think we put him in there too, but yeah, receiver is wide open starting at the top have interest in AJ Brown in tournaments for sure. Um, seems like he's healthy, but you know, they've been limiting him with a thigh injury. I guess we can see what happens with that Diggs, digs is a leverage play. I have a tough time getting to digs when, you know, all the stuff going or, on with him in Buffalo. You know, apparently he's not happy there. You hear all this stuff, but then you look at the game log. I don't want to be too much of a game log watcher, but six points in, in back-to-back games and the targets too, eight targets, five targets, seven targets. I mean, again, small sample. Don't want to like look too much into that, but he's a guy that we were seeing. You want 12 targets. We we saw that a bunch, 12, 12, 12, 13, 16. I mean, I think he's still that guy, but I mean, Allen's been throwing to Kincaid more, and uh, I don't know. Like 8,800 is a lot for digs in a in a matchup that is at least. I don't want to call it tough because it's actually a pretty good spot. You'd think for the for the Buffalo passing game, you know, Philly has a pretty good run defense, and teams throw on Philly. More actually, yeah, teams throw. Philly is the only team that teams throw on more than Tampa. Um, I think a lot of that has been that they're winning all the time and teams are playing from behind in the second half. Um, But it's not everything, but yeah, I I have a tough time getting to digs there and chase at 8,300. That's like another one of those ultimate leverage plays. I see Ted in the chat talking up the Bengals offense. I don't know if I can get there with, with Browning, it seems tough, tough to pay off that $8,300 tag for Chase, but he's definitely talented enough to do it. Um, so, you know, I kind of decided just now that I'd be fine taking a chance on cup. Actually, if he plays for eight K, I do sort of subscribe to, to the belief that if a guy plays, he's good enough. If, if a guy is active, he's good enough for me to play in DFS. That's, worked out for me most of the time of course there are times when he plays and he's limited and he's barely out there that happens too but that's the that's the risk that you take and it, it should come with an ownership discount i can't see too many people playing cup but i can i i don't know what do you think people will play cup if he plays i mean again it's one of those things that the lack of elite options maybe drives a few more people there but I think people would be worried.
1: Yeah, well, it depends on the contest, right, Ryan? So, like, you play the single-entry double spy or something, and that's going to be people who use projections, you know, quote-unquote, trust the process. I think they're more willing to take risks on Cooper Cup. So he'll, you know, you're probably not going to be sneaking too much by. It'll probably mute his roster ship a little bit. But if you're playing in, you know, lower-entry contests, larger fields, I think that's where maybe Cup's... You know, if you're looking just for purely from roster ship point of view, that's where cup starts to shine for me. Um, then again, I mean, people are just going to be frustrated with the guy. I mean, he absolutely screwed some people over last week. Yours truly, Ryan. So, I mean, I think that's tough to, that's a tough taste to get off people's mouths. And in tournaments, you're probably not going to play too expensive wide receivers. And if Allen is going to be popular and if Hertz is going to be popular, there seems to be plenty that's going to be taking utilization off of Cooper Cup. So, and again, I agree with your belief. I think, especially with these really excellent players, if they're healthy enough to play, they're healthy enough to, you know, at least be like 80, 90% of themselves. If you subscribe to that belief most of the time, I think you're better off in the long term. Um, that seems pretty appealing. I want to say one thing yeah. about Tank Dell. Um, I was just reading, uh, Ben Gretch's stealing signals. Tank Dell is just absolutely good from like a peripheral point of view as well. He's, uh, he gets a really good target share. He has a good targets per route run rate. And, uh, Gretsch does this thing where he breaks down targets per route run, but weights downfield targets. Cause those are more valuable for fantasy. I think tank Dell is second in his, uh, you know, proprietary weighted metric, just an outrageous wow. workload for a really, really good promising young player. So I think he does deserve a shout out. Um, in comparison yeah. with Michael Pittman, yeah. I think the hype is That's,
2: real. Yeah, definitely, the hype is definitely real because he's you know he's a guy with a ton of explosiveness too. So yeah, the numbers really back it up. Um, the other guy, Mike Evans, I have a lot of interest in Mike Evans at seventy four hundred. Um, again, we, we keep talking about this spot, but it's the game environment is elite. And sorry, Juju Brents was the cornerback. Uh, that I was talking about before. Um, The Colts' best cornerback, second-round pick. Looks like he's going to be out. Um, Again, it's only Friday. Maybe I'll check on that again, obviously, closer to Sunday. But great spot for Tampa Bay, great spot for Mike Evans. He's a guy that, you know, always has a ceiling on him. Still one of the better deep threats in the league, and we've seen it this year with Baker he's getting plenty of targets so yeah I really like Mike Evans um like Devonta Smith if you're stacking him with Hertz um yeah I think I don't know yeah. should I keep going lower Um, Um, we can
1: talk about the spend down options. Um, I just want to echo your enthusiasm for Mike Evans. I think he is Baker's preferred target. Baker will chuck it downfield. He has that willingness. Mike Evans is a Hall of Fame player. One of my favorite players too, in my first ever dynasty auction, me and my co owner, we went all in on a second year Mike Evans after he blew up in his rookie year. Just I, I think he gets a lot of uh flack because he gets a lot of deep targets and he's dropped a few high profile targets, but man Mm -hmm. the dude can play and he's just had one of the most just look at his just look at his stats go to a football reference and look at what he's done just an unreal player and has a huge ceiling and a great dull matchup I think
2: yes I've always been a big Mike Evans fan and yes I, I think that's a good point you made about Baker that's sort of the justification that I use too. Baker's a guy who's who he always wants to look for the 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 home run ball. I mean, you know, he that's the type of player he is. He's always going to be looking for Evans. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's good good spot for uh, Evans. I, I Baker is a good quarterback for him to have.
1: Yeah. Um, looking at more mid range options, I think we mentioned uh, Christian Kirk. I think target variance just didn't go his way. He does seem to be the number one in Jacksonville, so he's definitely doing very well on a like points-per-dollar basis. So I expect him to be a popular option in cash games. Again, these dome matchups are just very good for for um, fantasy in general, especially DFS. And then um, I think if you go down lower, things start to get interesting below the 5K range. I think there's a ton of cheap volume here, Ryan. Josh Downs has looked pretty good for um, the Colts, so I think he's a good play at 4,800, especially in PPR formats. You mentioned Rashid, Rashid Shahid. Who's just had an excellent year. I think he's a talented player. Tutu Atwell is going to be a fantastic play if Cooper Cup is out. That's a huge boost to his routes. Um, who else is sticking out to you here in the low-price wide receiver range, Ryan? I think there's a lot to choose from.
2: Yeah, you mentioned most of the guys. um <clears throat> really, like, really like Downs, of course. Same reason we like Pittman and everyone in that game. But, yeah, Minshew, Downs specifically um, – Colt's coming off a bye. Down's healthy now. He had been limited by a knee injury suffered a couple weeks ago against the Panthers, I believe, and then was limited the game after that. But prior to that, he had established a nice connection with Minshew. And it's another one of these guys, these rookies. He's a third-round rookie that they just come in so talented already. The guys, you know, you like like playing them. At least I do. I like playing these guys um, in DFS. Yeah, a lot of interest in Downs. I think you can use him in cash games. Uh, I think you can use Demario Douglas in cash games too. He's forty-four hundred matchups, just great for the Patriots. And Downs is, or sorry, Douglas is like sort of the de facto number one wide receiver now. See, at least five catches in three straight. At least seven targets in all those games. Um, so yeah, he, I think he's acceptable for cash games. If you needed it to, to at, well, yeah, that, that depends on cup. Um, other guys too, you know, Deontay Johnson is cheap at 4,900. Um, what else was that? Yeah. Shahid, I mentioned really like Shahid. Uh, I think Robert Woods is at least worth mentioning if Noah Brown is out. I mean, he's like the only cheap Texans option and he did have eight targets and caught five balls in the game last week he's still out there all the time and Stroud is good so I don't know you can at least consider that uh, if you're in that that Buffalo Philly game I think Shakir is at least interesting because okay, look, you look at first I was looking at Gabe Davis 5300 because you know I wasn't too excited about digs You look at Gabe Davis, and he had zero catches in two of the last three games. Zero catches in two of the last three games. I mean, what is that? He wasn't even targeted against the Jets. And he's still playing 90% of snaps, which is, I don't know, like, I don't know what's happening there. Again, like, Allen seems to favor Kincaid. But back to Shakir, he's been out there 70-plus percent of snaps now for three straight weeks. And I mean, he's, he showed he was a deep threat last week. We know he's like an underneath threat. Um, So yeah, I don't know if I'm, if I'm playing Josh Allen, I think I would look like if I was stacking Josh Allen, I almost think I would forget about Diggs and Gabe and just go like Allen Kincaid and maybe Shakir. Maybe, I mean, you don't need it, but he's at least worth mentioning Um, other guys down here. Like, can you, can you play a giant? I don't know. I mean, do do you see anyone under the, under this, uh, like I would say, let's say 4k and under that, that, that stood out. Uh, sorry, Greg Dorch. I'll say again, him and Rondale would be great plays with, with Hollywood Brown out. Yeah. If Hollywood Brown is out, pay attention to that Hollywood Brown news.
1: There's nothing quite like looking at like the $4,500 and under because all of these guys have spent significant time on my <laughs> dynasty <laughs>
3: <laughs> rosters.
1: You know, they've kind of come out of nowhere, but there's some interesting talent profiles to the players that you mentioned. So I know, um, you know, JJ Zachary in the late round podcast, he's been banging a Khalil Shakir drum just in terms of like a low price value to acquire in like season long and dynasty format. So it just means that there's a bit of a talent profile there. He's been growing into the system, so if he's on the field for 70% of snaps in a great game environment, seems to be very sensible as a, as a GPP target, especially promising if he's been targeted downfield. Um, Gabe Davis, I've seen stuff about his peripherals going down. I wish I cashed out when I had the chance, speaking of Dynasty, but I just think he's, you know, he, she showed some good things with a talent profile, but I, he's just not getting it done at a sufficient level for this offense. And um, it's just been tough to throw downfield in the NFL lately, which is mostly his game. just seems like a bit of a one-dimensional player whereas Shakir might offer you a bit more. Um, but yeah, I think you, I think you got the cheap wide receivers quite well. Um, I noticed that Trent Irwin is going to be projecting well at 3,200. He ran 90% of snaps last week. Uh, I don't know, Ryan, could you, if you have to punt in cash games, could you go, would you feel comfortable clicking someone like Trenton Irwin? I mean, you've even said with Rondale Moore, like he wasn't getting too much work. And if Hollywood Brown is active, that removes Dorch. Do you just kind of want to avoid this uh, range entirely, or do you think it's acceptable
2: to punt here? Um, I would like to avoid it. I think it's acceptable if Hollywood Brown's out to play a Cardinal. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as like Trenton Irwin. I'm just yeah no I I that's I'm just no I'm not there I'm not gonna play one of I can't think of his first name Browning whoever <laughs> Browning uh, <laughs> Jake Browning I don't even know the guy's first name I'm not saying he's bad but <clears throat> there's just no reason to do it on this slate not in cash games it feels too risky that's like that's a tournament move I mean a lot of times. Browning might pass for 150 yards in this spot. It's not the greatest matchup against Pittsburgh. No, I don't want to rely on that. I mean, there's good options in the 4K range. We listed a bunch of good 4K options. Uh, you don't really need to play these 3K guys. Yeah. Find the find the ho- Yeah. But with with Hollywood Brown, if if Hollywood Brown was out, I, you know, I don't mind trusting Kyler to throw to a guy like Dortch or or Rondale or. Yeah. But yeah. I don't. I don't think it's necessary. Yeah. All right. Good point there.
1: Uh, before we move on to tight end position, just a word from our other sponsor, Splash. So RotoWire is proud to partner with Splash Sports for the 2023 Fantasy Football season. Splash Sports empowers gaming commissioners to earn by creating contests. Commissioners can set up contests, add their style, and enjoy the evolving Splash Sports platform for customized preferences. From daily to season-long contests, Splash Sports caters to various playing styles, such as DFS, Pick X, and Traditional Survivor. And unlike sportsbooks, Splash Sports pits you against your friends and family, not the house. Splash goes beyond betting, a space where friends can connect, strategize, and share in the excitement of sports rotowire will be running weekly dfs tiers contests on splash sports all season can you beat the rotowire experts visit rotowire.com slash splash to enter today i think a second time is the charm on that ad read ryan a lot of alliteration there i'll be sure to check that out though seems like a fun platform not easy not easy yeah shout out to me it's a this is such a tough job we have but (laughs) let's move on to the tight end position um it's a Travis Kelsey slate. So he's always in consideration as someone who can lap the field. Um, he's going to have a big projection and he does this week at 8,200 though. It's quite expensive. And it seems like he's losing a little bit of his Travis Kelsey magic that he had a couple years ago, still gets a ton of volume and can get there on PPR sites. But I think that's expensive and probably not a priority in cash games. Um, but you know, we know what we, we know what Travis Kelsey can do. Some of these other options are quite interesting though, Ryan, you, Talked a lot about Dalton Kincaid, so I'll let you do that a little bit more. And then Trey McBride is projecting really well, especially if Hollywood Brown is out. And then we talked about Evan Ingram as well. No touchdowns, but could get a good workload. David Njoku looks pretty good as well. He gets a lot of opportunities, even with Dorian Thompson Robinson. Yeah, that's a one-off that seems okay. Um, What are you seeing in the tight
2: end position? Um, I am seeing Trey McBride for cash games. Uh, I have a hard time seeing myself playing anyone else besides McBride in cash games. Uh, I guess you could make, yeah, no, like sure, Evan Ingram, like Kincaid. Okay, yeah, starting Kincaid. I really like Kincaid, but he's 600 more than McBride, and I believe McBride, yeah, the same similar projection. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, McBride's just a guy. I Feel like we we talk about him on this podcast almost every week. Now I'm a Trey McBride fan. I was preseason. I was last year. I've been taking him in best ball. I just think he's super talented. You watch him out there, and you know he's not your run of the mill tight end. Mackey Award winner in college. He's got uh, he's got some elite attributes and yeah he's a guy that i just trust out there and if you know i'm gonna say it again if hollywood brown were to be out just a complete smash in my opinion um so yeah that's where i'm looking in cash games Kincaid, i really like Kincaid in tournaments Kincaid has emerged as josh allen's favorite target recently um not more than recently he's got at least five catches in five straight now without dawson knox he had 10 catches against cincinnati Couple touchdowns in the last couple games. Uh, good game environment. Really like Kincaid for tournaments. I think Dalton Schultz is interesting from a leverage point of view. Um, going down. Yeah, I think you broke it down well. I think you could consider Higby if Cooper Cup was out. I think you could consider Kyle Pitts. I think Cade Otten looks decent in tournaments. That's a great game environment. Uh, I don't think. I don't think I'll go below K dot and haven't really looked at that range yet. I don't know. What do you think?
1: Um, I know, uh, uncle 10, the chat was shouting out, uh, Tanner Hudson at 2700. Hmm. Sure. But with, uh, you know, Jake Browning, at quarterback, it's a pretty tough click. Someone who was really cheap and this is my Notre Dame bias. Again, Michael Mayer, he got 70% of snaps. I noticed that, um, Hunter Renfro with the coaching staff change, he's a good player. He's finally getting a little bit more work. I don't know why he was in the Josh McDaniels uh, doghouse. He's always gotten, he's always done a good job in all metrics and just passing the eye test, but um, he's stealing a few targets. So if you have Jacoby Myers and Devontae Adams and Hunter Renfro out there, it's probably not great for Michael Mayer. And if you're stacking that Chiefs game anyways, you're probably playing Kelsey. <laughs> so that seemed a little bit thin, but it was something that I was interested in, at least when I saw the price. I know we have a fantasy team, Ryan. We went big for Michael Mayer and a waiver run because it seemed like he was primed to break out. Um, I like Kate Oden in the Stone at 3,200. That does seem like the best sort of cheap punt option. He, a couple of weeks ago, had that huge two touchdown game. I mean, that can happen with a tight end in a good game environment anytime. And, uh, Ryan, I don't know. You say that you're interested in Kyle Pitts. I try not to get sick of Kyle Pitts. I just can't do it anymore, even at 4,000. Why do you still believe in Kyle Pitts in this spot?
2: <laughs> um, yeah, it's a fair question. It's tough to believe in Pitts, but I guess because he's cheap and because he's talented and because it's a decent home matchup with the Falcons. Falcons coming Are Falcons coming off a bye? Um, I think so.
1: They were a week 11 bye. I know all this because of the yes, 200 right. drafts.
2: <laughs> Again, like, I like I like home matchups with teams coming off buys. Uh, and, like, Pitts for 4K, you know, he doesn't need to do too much. Five catches, 50 yards, and a touchdown. Can he do that? I think so. <laughs> uh, might not happen very often, but...
1: I've been telling myself that he could do that for the past, uh, two and a half years, Ryan, but
2: (laughs) yeah, I know, I know it doesn't look great. I know. And maybe I won't be on that again. Like I'm going to be playing a lot of Trey McBride. It looks like Kincaid, um, maybe even Cade Otten. Um, so I'm not sure that I'll get to Pitts. but like, he's a guy that's interesting if nobody's going to play him.
1: Yeah. When you're that athletic, I think you do have to consider it. You know, at some point Kyle Pitts. uh, bag holders will see their vindication. We'll, they'll see their day in the sun. But um, yeah, I don't know. Tight end just not particularly interesting this week. You know, you do have the Kate and punts, but most people are going to be spending in the mid-range. I think you'll see some Kelsey stacks in there. I don't know. Do you have, you just kind of hope you get the guy who scores two touchdowns and absolutely laps the field in tournaments, Ryan. I mean, is there anything more to say about tight end than that?
2: Not really. No, a lot of times I... Yeah, no, not not really. I was going to say a lot of times I, I correlate it with my passing stacks, um, but that's not necessary either. You can use it as leverage. Um, you can jam chalk. Yeah, tight end is one of those weird positions. Uh, I don't know, like, uh, sometimes, like, I know a lot of great tournament players would s- d- say the exact opposite as, as me because, like, I played McBride when he was chalking both in that 24-point week and the 25-point week. Like, you know, and there's some people are like, well, you're not going to play McBride in tournaments when he's just massive chalk like that. But not for me, because he's a guy that he's not one of these tight ends that he's not one of these punt tight ends that doesn't have a ceiling. He's a guy with a ceiling. Um And I, I don't I don't mind trying to get different at other spots and eating chalk at tight end if I think it's good chalk.
1: Yeah, I think there's plenty of spots to get different when you have a tight end who has a workload like Trey McBride. I know his targets took a dip the last two match the last two matches. I'm ready for the soccer show in an hour, the last two games. But the two previous before he saw over 10 targets. And if Hollywood Brown is out, how many times have we said that on the show? I mean, he's just going to get a ton of volume. So I actually think he's worthy of that price tag. I mean, we're talking about Evan Ingram as an alternative. Dalton Kincaid is good, but Trey McBride is a better play. And then otherwise, you're, you know, finding four thousand in your back pocket for Travis Kelsey, who hasn't been particularly efficient lately. I don't know. I think um yeah, I think the high mm-hmm. ownership is deserved on someone like Trey McBride, and I don't want to get cute at the tight end spot when he has such an easily accessible ceiling.
2: Yeah, me too. Last week was last week was a bit frustrating. I mean, he had five catches for 43 in the first half, but then yeah, Kyler just was all Dorch in the second half. I I don't really know what happened. Um, They were chasing that game against Houston. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Still in on McBride.
1: All right. Well, you heard it trade McBride. Don't get too cute at the rest of the tight end position, but you know, you can mix up with your stacks. Let's uh, land this plane, Ryan, and talk about defense, special teams. One thing I noticed about this slate was that there's not like a real punt defense. The Texans are the cheapest one at 2,600. So, you know, getting up to a defense in cash games, that's 3,000. You can really just think about that as that's 400 more than the minimum versus, oh, I'm spending 3,000 on a defense. I think something like that is important to consider again. And there's cheap options that you can play at other positions. So that doesn't feel so bad. And if you start looking at these defenses, the New England Patriots are screaming off the page against uh, Tommy DeVito and the Giants. Um, just seems like a great thing to target there. And the Chiefs as well, 3,100. If they get the lead, you're going to have Aiden O'Connell being forced to throw. I always think the, G- the Chiefs are a pretty good defense to target. In scoring systems that favor turnovers and don't really punish you for uh giving up points i mean chiefs are just going to be in so many situations where they can get turnovers when they're in a positive game script those two seem like the best options to me ryan um do you think people do you think it's going to be like a 50 percent new england patriots defense and cash type of week or do you think it's going to be a bit more spread out
2: uh no i do think that's what it's going to be like a 50 percent patriots defense and cash type of week so yeah, that's what I plan on doing. Uh, you're right. The first thing that stands out is 2600 as the cheapest defense. Can't ever remember seeing that. Usually there's 2100, 2200 dollar defenses. So yeah, getting up to the 3K range isn't, um, you know, like you said, it's only four or five hundred bucks more than the minimum defense. Uh, so yeah, I'm just gonna play the the Patriots. Uh, they're gonna be massive chalk and it's a great spot against DeVito for cash games. I mean, for cash games, I'm just going to play the Patriots. You can play them in tournaments if you want to. But like you said, there's other – the Chiefs look good. I mean, I think just from a leverage point of view, the Broncos for the same price as those two teams, the Broncos at home against uh, DTR, that seems okay for 3,200. Yeah, aside from that – I don't know. Like, I think spending up will be contrarian, but all the way up, even though you look all the way up is only 3,800. So, 600 more than the chalk. That's really not that hard to do either. Yeah. Cleveland, another good spot for Cleveland up against a bad O line. The Browns D line is just amazing. So, you never really mind rostering Miles Garrett. Steelers sure. against Jake Browning. That looks good pretty spot. good. Um,. Titans maybe at home against Bryce Young uh yeah I don't know what do you think even
1: even the Giants against New England I don't I don't mind that Giants defense has put in some good shifts lately so those all seem good and um yeah I mean we know how big the variance can be at defense but I think the main lesson here is that the best defense you know overall which would be the Cleveland Browns I think or or Pittsburgh you know great spots they're only 1200 more than the men instead of like you know, if we have like a punt Jets defense at 2100 and we've seen defenses priced at 4500 that's 2400 So when you're looking at that type of spread, I think the slate does set up for prioritizing, you know, spending up for a good defense. You don't have to make some like thin, well, maybe Trevor Lawrence has a horror show at Houston type of thing. I think that sort of edge is diluted because the salary range has just been tightened a little bit. So I think having a defense with a quote unquote floor as far as defenses are concerned. I think that's a little bit more worth it from a game theory perspective.
2: I agree. Oh, well,
1: all right. I think um that about does it. 75 minutes. Thank you for all hanging out with us during this marathon. We've covered all the positions, Ryan. We talked about some tournament tactics. Do you have um do you have any more thoughts for the people before we uh before we go?
2: Um no, I don't think so. I, I mean, I think, yeah. I think we covered everything pretty good. Do I have any more thoughts for the people? No, I would just try to maybe we can wish a Derrick Henry ceiling game into existence. (laughs) King Henry back for one last run.
1: Let's do it. Yeah. Let's give a, let's give King Henry the send off. He deserves Ryan is definitely on his, uh, he's feeling high testosterone with the big dog. So we love to, (laughs) maybe this is finally the week where we can, uh, the nerds can finally win something on a lower own to Eric Henry. That sounds good to me. So again, thank you all for joining us. If you enjoyed the show, please give us a thumbs up on the YouTube. You can like and subscribe um, on YouTube. You can leave a comment on the podcast feed. We've been showing off the optimizer, which has some projections. So if you want to help use that to help build your lineups, you can uh, join us at rotowire, rotowire.com slash pod. I think it's only $13 a month for all sports and you get a huge bevy of stats I think it pays for itself in terms of it's a ridiculous deal. It's way too cheap. Um, You're not going to find a better deal anywhere else. I know there's more boutique shops, but if you're just a simple person and want to take a look at the stats, do a lot of studying for your season long leagues, everything's in a centralized place. It just saves you so much time. So have some respect for your time and sign up for Rotowire If you're not already, rotowire.com backslash pod on behalf of myself and Ryan. Thank you very much for joining us, and join us in 40 minutes for the soccer show. It's going to be a fun slate, but uh, we'll see you. Good luck on Sunday, everyone.
2: Thanks, Jack. Good luck, everybody.
0: Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast.